0: When I was around anybody of African descent that wasn't from the Amer- from America, they instantly thought I was one of them, mm-hmm. instantly. But it made sense to me why they did, but I never actually felt that appreciation like that until it was like that. It is different, people deal with people that's not from where they're from different, but when somebody links something directly to where they're from, it's like your brother's like that. It is. It's a whole different level then. And I'm glad that I never neglected or was embarrassed about where I came from.
1: So you leave the U.S., you go out to Europe. Uh-huh. And which, where, where were you at first, Finland?
0: Okay, so that first season, I ended up in uh, Finland. I was in Finland. Good old Scandinavian. Right. They say Suomi. What does that mean? It, it means Finland. Just like how uh, the Netherlands, they don't say Netherlands, they say uh, Holland.
1: Um, right, right yeah man because even whenever you were over there, I remember watching one of your press conferences you heard, you recognized the dude's accent, and then you started speaking to him in his language and I, <laughs> was, was, <laughs> he throw, was he was he thrown off guard by that? Was he surprised that you could speak his language?
0: He probably was if I remember because I've done it a couple of times, but usually they kind of give you this laugh like what the world <laughs> and and i I did hear though, because I remember getting there I remember after the first game. It was this this guy that had been staying in the capital. He had been staying uh, the capital is Helsinki. He had been staying in Helsinki for for like four years or something. He only understood like uh, but so much Finnish, and I was just like, how and how much are you really paying attention to where you at? That you live in some way for four years and you ain't paid attention right. to how people speaking what they saying. Are you not interested at all? Like like how can you really get to that? So I'm big on seeking the kingdom and I'm big on communication. You gotta have them both. I, it just baffled me that, and then he was black. So I was like, bruh, do you not understand how much of an opportunity this is?
1: It almost seems like a waste of an opportunity, especially whenever you get, you have the chance to fully immerse yourself within the culture that you're a part of.
0: Just like when I was at Oklahoma State with y'all for them four years. I tell people all the time, I learned I learned more how to, how to speak English from Eve and Deshaun, two dudes from Texas, <laughs> than I did from my whole school, my whole school in the South Carolina. I was like, this is crazy. And I remember y'all just be like, bruh, you, I like, who taught y'all that? Y'all <laughs> like, teacher? I'm like, bro, I'm telling you. And I had good grades. That was something else about me. Like I could get into any college in the country, which is why I was able to walk on. I really had, you know, wherever I wanted to go to, I was coming in my talent and my grades was there. I understood you had to have that. And my mama always talked about a song that grandma played for them was uh, James Brown. When he's saying without an education, you might as well be dead. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna nip that in the bud. No excuses. I'm gonna have good grades. Right. Did I do homework and study stuff. No, I did have a natural thing. I just paid attention in class. But so if I'm sitting here telling y'all like, bro, a teacher never said that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you they did not say it. You obviously understood started to understand me first, right? And then you had to translate and I'm like, "Man, I'm speaking English just like y'all." And they're like, "What the what?"
1: Hey, I was your official translator. <laughs> I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> and so the same thing over there though. So you get imports you you get imports new imports every year. That was a thing. So it was a couple of things I did over there that was for the first time and on the team I was in or whatever, and one of them was bringing the imports back. You have some guys there, uh, and they just got that strong Southern dialect, and they don't know how to they don't know how to change up how they how to communicate. Right? They're right. just like this is just how it is, and so. But from me being at Oklahoma with y'all, Oklahoma State with y'all, and around with South and Stroda and all them boys, they, I was able to be like, all right. It's not about that I gotta uh, cover up something about me. I just gotta learn how to say it in day way so we can communicate. Makes sense right. to me. That's it. But it slips, and especially if I get excited, if I'm if I'm mad about something, if I'm angry, it's this way. If I'm excited, it's another way. You, you know how it is. To me. Yeah. But when I got there, they were just like, "Man, we didn't have people from Texas. We didn't have people from uh, Georgia. We didn't have people from fun stuff. You're the first one we had from South Carolina, and we can't understand." you really? We just shake our head like this because you seem so you seem serious about what you're saying, and we don't want to say that we don't understand. <laughs> and so I had to be like, "Oh, my bad." I said, "Anytime it's like that, just stop me mid sentence and say we did not understand."
1: you. I, I say because I'm aware. I'm aware. Look, to be fair, it was only like that for like a month. After that, you you, you it, it was smooth. Nothing really got lost in translation as much. With you.
0: <laughs> with, Lord, Lord. with you. We had to deal with each other every day. By the time the second season came along, they was like, we actually can understand you. <laughs> Overseas. Yeah, it had been so many conversations and explanations and things to where they was actually starting to understand me. And they ended up liking the way that I spoke, you know, and I was able to teach them things with how I was speaking. So they understood that when they could understand me, they could understand anyone's English. So there's like, because of you, we can understand anybody's English. At the same time, because I grew up speaking how we spoke, I can understand other people's from other places English simple. But to other people, they'll really be like, What in the world? And I'm like, He just said X, Y, and Z. And and he or she said X, Y, Z. But it's because I'm used to hearing how my mom, my daddy, and my people talked as well. And so I can I hear it. So I was able to understand them. And then I could regurgitate it back to them and then say my thing. And it got to this level of communication. So now that team, those guys that were there, they understand any kind of English you throw at them, whether somebody from,
1: Thanks to you. It don't matter. Give me a quick rundown of all the different uh, places you've been in Europe. Finland, Portugal, Austria,
0: Germany, Turkey, and it's been it and it's been it's been quite a few that like I've been in and not, but I don't forgot. I'm doing so much that sometimes I feel like I don't forgot more than <laughs> more than um, I do learned.
1: <laughs> but one thing that would always happen though is we would you know, I would talk to you on the phone we catch up and you would tell me different things like, yo, everybody here is really in shape. They really value health. Or shoot, I went to the hospital and they didn't ask for my health insurance and I was just <laughs> able to do this. Or another instance would be like, man, whenever you go to the club, they show you all kinds of love whenever you're over there just for the simple fact that you're American. So all these different things, it was all brand new to you.
0: So let's talk about the health part. Being from where I'm from, walking somewhere was nothing. But you did need a car if you was going to have like a job job, right? Right. And that's kind of thing in America. You do need a car. You know, when I explained to them that it's two things on the applications that they'll ask you in America, they'll ask you what color you is, race, ethnicity, or whatever. And they'll ask you if you have a vehicle. Of course, of course, you know me. I explained to them why they ask those questions.
1: <laughs> right,
0: right. But uh, for the most part in Central Europe and stuff, you don't need a car. The public transportation is so good. You're and so convenient and safe and clean, but so they looking at me like you never rode a bus. No, I rode some houses and some other things, but I never rode, rode no bus. Right. And so that's why I learned how to deal with public transportation was over there. It's no problem to see a, a girl riding a bike, walking, to, walking somewhere. See dudes just running. Everybody had a gym membership. I mm-hmm. like like everybody had a gym membership, and uh, saunas are really big over there. I believe they have more saunas than Russia, I think. Maybe not, but pretty dang close. If you haven't did the traditional Finnish sauna or traditional Russian sauna, you ain't sauna. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's you what ain't sauna. Those two places, if you ain't did it they you ain't did it. That's just how it is. But, yeah, in general, the public was healthy. Mm-hmm. Like like everybody was healthy. The food was the food was different. The food was uh different as well.
1: It's not as processed as it is in the US.
0: So if you take the US and you are like, all right, I'm balling on the budget. <laughs> if you ball a little too hard on that budget, man, you bet off just like dying because that food gonna kill you. Right. It's gonna kill you anyway. So the best way I can put it, their bottom line as in the quality of their food, is better than our mid-grade. Mm. So even if you try to go and eat off the cheapest stuff you could buy there, it was still that much better for your body and then being in the States and yeah. trying to, you know, eat a damn bologna sandwich.
1: I, I experienced the same thing in Congo. I remember whenever I was there in 2018, we're walking around, we're eating, and we're eating good, and we're eating all day long, and you never really feel full. You don't feel heavy. You don't ever yeah. feel like a slug. You don't start walking around because everything was so natural. and Everything was just so, it felt healthier.
0: And I got to give hats off to, you know, some governments that I've experienced because they won't even let certain things be because they know it's not good for the community. Yeah. So they might can make some more money on it, but they're like, nah, nah. It's regulated to where you can actually trust it. And there's no problem with finding out where it came from.
1: Yeah, man. If it's not good for the people, they just don't do it. It seems like they just care more about community in general. I
0: must say, like, that governments take care of them pretty well. The places I've been, I understand it's not like that in every country. And you know how I feel about governments. Like, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, corruptness in all of them. But for the most part in the places that I've been, when something happens, you take the pandemic, those people wasn't really necessarily worried about their check, uh, where their next meal was going to come from. The government immediately stepped in and was like, all right, we got y'all until we figure this thing out.
1: So so check this out. Americans are allowed in more countries than 94% of the rest of the world. And the American passport itself, right, puts you in this group of elite travelers, which is, that's crazy to think about for us. So have you ever experienced what's, quote unquote, American privilege whenever you go to these other countries?
0: I have. Even even when you're in line at the airport, or you over there in customs, or wherever you might be going through, there is a different kind of energy they give to an American. So keep in mind, when somebody sees me, they're not thinking American, right? right. But at the same time, they looking at my bags. They might be looking at you, waiting for you to say something, or you see people will make sure that you can see their passport. And when you see the Americans, (laughs) the Americans be a little bit of cocky with it. They be a little bit cocky with it. You know, they gonna flash that thing like a badge. You know, it's like, hey, hey, nah. Hey, you know
1: what's good. Go ahead and wave that passport a little bit.
0: Hey, hey, I ain't ain't trying to, you know, I ain't trying to do, I ain't trying to be like that, but hey, it's like that. The thing that comes with that, though, that I have noticed as well, from my experience, I believe a person's word is only as good as their experience. That's what I believe. So from my experience, when you talking to, when I've been talking with other people, they, they themselves divide America a little bit. You have the black Americans and then you got America. And you can feel that I've heard multiple times when you're dealing with restaurants or you're dealing with hotels or you're dealing with anything that you're going to you might run across some American tourists or something. They have their thing that they think about the American tourists. The thing is, is that if you hear something on the negative side, it's like it's never the black Americans. So they will, they'll, they'll more so say something about black than they will American when they refer referring to the black American, because like how you're saying, we don't even as uh, in the black diaspora in America, a bunch of us don't have passports. We're not the ones traveling. Right. You get what I'm saying? We're not the ones traveling. So when they're giving these reviews about things, they're not talking about us. They're talking about the other, the other ones that come in and do how they may do. You know, whether it's their manners, whether it's how they respect the situation or how nice or welcoming they might be. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they're saying all the non-Black Americans are, you know, not good. I'm just saying when they are saying those things, they're talking about Americans that actually have been having the privilege to travel and be in these other places to create these reviews. So when they do find out that you're American, you got to understand the universal language right now is English. Mm -hmm. So they're so interested in you, first of all, from the language to everybody has to see something about America. That's why if you go to these countries, you're going to find a channel or somebody's going to be, you know, something's in English, every option, something's there's going to be the option of English. And when someone asks you to teach them to speak English, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't want to learn that the queen's English. We want to talk how y'all talk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And when they say, y'all, they're talking about the black Americans. They're like, yeah. teach us yeah. to talk. Cause they're watching all the videos, all the shows, all these things. And that's, and we're literally teaching them to speak English from afar. Because they want to speak how we speak English.
1: Oh, bro. I go and I, um, go, I watch um, some of these music videos overseas, whether you're talking about Asia or Europe. And I'm listening to some of the slang that they're using. And I'm like, yo, that's Ebonics. First of all, that's ebonics. Second of all, what you doing using the N-word all over this song? You that you can't be using that. So yeah, no, I get it. I understand the influence.
0: And that's just a teaching moment. I haven't I've only had to have a couple of those teaching moments like that because I already get the misunderstanding, you know. I can't I can't you know treat or react to them as I would if I was in South Carolina and I, and it was like that. So the presence I bring along in a room, I'm letting people know what I'm about so that they don't I try not to so they don't even have the chance to you know disrespect yeah. the culture. Uh but that's me. Then a lot of times you got to do cleanup for the other black guys that came before and didn't didn't set the precedent for everyone. Yeah. But um if you go to a restaurant and you're with the import group or whatever and you're speaking they understand that you're speaking, you know, American English. So they get very interested. They might come serve your table first. They might sit there and, and try to have a whole conversation with you. You're like, man, you better take care of the restaurant. Like it's full up in here. But they be so interested and they want to they want to serve you and they're interested in you. Even if you're gonna be dealing with anything on the business level, because you're playing football and you speak English and you're from that black culture. They're super interested, so it yeah. could be somebody else a hundred times qualified, but because because I'm um, those three things minimum, they want me in the door before the next guy, mm-hmm. you know, the next guy gal. And so you experience privilege in those ways if you're dealing with any kind of. <laughs> sometimes it gets annoying, but it's like, hey, hey, if you're right, you're right. You go anywhere and there's some, you know, and some of our music playing, oh, they're gonna ask you to dance or they're gonna be like, can you teach me that move? Right. And we just be jigging. We're like, this ain't no move, this just moving. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, what, da- what what dance is that? Is not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this ain't called nothing, all right? I'm just moving my shoulders. that's it.
0: We have a heavy influence. I'm talking about in all of the countries that I've been in, we have a heavy influence. And you, bro, you can go, you go to the hospital, you're gonna hear Migos. And it's not edited. <laughs> you, you, you go to the you, you know how you remember how we used to laugh about when we go, uh, you'd be like, man, every time we go up into a spot, they change the music for us. You yep. know? Yep. Or like it <laughs> so you you had that situation to where every time we walked in, they was playing that good music. And we was like, man, they about to make us buy something up in this thing. They know what they doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: and, and bro, you'll be in the bank. You'll be in the bank and you just be, you know, be talking. And you know, be like, you hear Michael Jackson, you'd be like, all right, you know, everybody know Mike. That's Mike. Like, yo, but I'm still surprised they playing Mike. Cool, 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 cool. Next thing you know, man, you're gonna hear some Rick Ross every day. I'm hustling, hustling in the bank. I'm like, oh, y'all trying to get me to open a savings tour, huh? <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> hey like it's it's crazy though because it's it's crazy because in the states you ever heard you you ever heard trick daddy in the bank nah man <laughs> no and you probably you probably ain't unless he owned the bank but like they embrace our culture to a level that it's has yeah, a bit of ignorance in it but it's still love still it's like love it's an innocent love and they're just like yeah it's a good song <laughs> and then think- you look at it he'd be like you know this song she's like yeah, it's a great song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take that contrast, man. I remember the time, I think it was back in 2000, 2015, maybe 16. No, it was 2016. I went back to South Carolina with you. We were driving around town, you showed me all the different spots, all the different areas. And I remember it was the middle of the day one day, you said, Hey, you see that restaurant over there? Yeah, man, it really just started accepting black people eating there whenever I left for college. And I was like, What? <laughs> You know what I mean? That was, that was 09, 2010. They just started accepting black people in there. And then you take that, that contrast all the way to, oh, I'm in a whole nother country and they embrace everything about me completely man.
0: Man, it was crazy. And they don't, they don't start, when they look at you, their first thought isn't necessarily slavery. Their first thought is, I like these people, you see? And in the, in the States, the first train of thought to a a black is slavery. Mm -hmm. That's where your history starts.
1: Hmm. That's where the history starts. And you yeah. can
0: see the result of that. You get what I'm saying? And you can see the result of that. They're not thinking about that. They know your history didn't start there. Because they're closer to Africa right there. You see what I'm saying? So their first thought is more so gonna be Africa than slavery.
1: And even beyond that, they understand the richness that is Africa.
0: They really do. They really do. So they see you different. That that it that initial intent makes it a whole a whole different ball game. Yeah, and and it, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to to experience that, and every time I'm experiencing these things, I'm just like, "Well, yeah. I might be dumb, but I ain't plumb dumb because I was kind of right about this
1: one." <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to South America. We got to get uh-huh. to Australia still. Probably uh-huh. got to hit up Asia. You know, there's still so many different places left to be seen. Man, I know that people out there. Yeah. Uh, they want to travel. But I think that as I listen to you talking to see about the value of actually getting out of their own communities and seeing what else is out there, man. What would you say to somebody uh, that wants to travel? What should they be doing right now if they want to get out there and see the world?
0: Once again, I have to tell it from my experience. The first thing that I do, <laughs> I do, and if you are black, you should too. I always try to see how it is for a Black person in these countries, right? I I usually look up that first, the Black experience in whatever country. Then I try to figure out their currency. And then I try to figure out how expensive or inexpensive it is to be there, okay? And then if I know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody that has a connection to that country, I try to get in contact with them. Because up under actually going is speaking with someone that's from there. And and really getting their intake and with understanding that they still only have their experience, but it gets you closer than reading that book. Yeah. And 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 then if you can, you know, whether you gotta watch some uh some YouTube or you gotta Google or read the book, in 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 other words, do some decent research on where you want to go. And if you don't know where you wanna go, just 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 go through the alphabet and just start punching in letters. And I guarantee you it's probably gonna be a country named that. <laughs>
1: I, I love what you said about talking to somebody that's actually from there, man, because oftentimes, yeah, you can read the book, you can do the research, but until you actually talk to somebody who's immersed in the culture, outside of actually being in the culture, what you realize is things typically seem worse on TV or in the media than actually. Oh yeah. Being there, right. Cause anytime that I've gone to a country, I actually expected it to be worse basically because of all the fear tactics of <laughs> that the media tries to impose on you. Yeah. You have a very unique perspective because you are a farm and ranch management major. Uh, You have this agriculture and business mindset whenever you go into new countries. Other people that are looking to go into other countries or maybe other people that don't necessarily have an interest in traveling, why should they get their passport and get out there?
0: Is that, you know how some people say the fear of the unknown? Mm -hmm. I haven't ever understood it as why would it be fear? Because the way I see it, what I don't know has the potential to take me farther. What do you say in the boondocks? You got the known, known, you got the known, unknown, and the unknown, unknown, <laughs> Fred. Right.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And, and so what with, with that is, I love tapping into the unknown, unknown. Because you can't get to the unknown, unknown and, until you until you take those first two, right? It's like this, you got the known, known, like we know this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got the known, unknown. That's like you saying, I know South America is there, but I don't know what's in it, right? right? Then you got the unknown, unknown. That's when you get into a situation to where like, when when I, let's say when I went to, uh when I went to Scandinavia, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had no eye cl- i i i had no eye older that that's what supposedly Santa Claus was really from, you know. But the thing is, that's technically where he's supposed to be from, Lapland. Right. And I've been up there; it's at the very top. All right, I never would have knew that that they called the place Suomi. I wouldn't have never knew that that was tapping into the unknown, unknown. I didn't even know Finland existed. Right. So when you just go somewhere, or you just take those steps and say, all right, I want to travel. I don't know why I'm traveling. I don't even know the value of traveling. When you get somewhere, I can guarantee you this, you will appreciate who and what you are, and you're gonna find out some things about you that you didn't know. Mm. So if you're an American, you're not gonna understand some things about America until you get outside of America.
1: That's deep. And that's
0: definitely gonna be beneficial to you you know the well-being of humanity. It's it, he, the well-being to humanity itself, and and it's a and it's a beautiful thing because you get to take your self-worth to another level, and then you recent you're maximizing the being that you know whether you believe in God or not. I'm gonna say God. You know when you come into the being that God has meant for you to be, you yeah. can fully express it. Right? You can fully express it because you have that experience. And somebody else might see that. Mm. Somebody else might see that, or you might tell a story or something that inspires somebody else, but you should do it because you, you're gonna get to tap into that unknown unknown. And that's right. gonna, that has the potential to take you so far, no matter what you believe in really, you know, on either side of the fence and just go there and be in it. And I'm that kind of person that I don't have to have it all figured out. I just need to know that I need to get somewhere, or do something, not figure it out there, but it's always worked out. You might can't see the reward immediately, but you definitely grow with that. So just go, like, just, just go. And if you're afraid, I mean, if you're on IG, just look up, travel, like, go follow people who travel, go follow sites that show people who travel. You are gonna find something out there that has more to do with you than wherever you're at right now. And you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know.
1: The more you learn about the world, the more you learn about yourself, man. And one thing about you, bro, you're full of stories that a lot of people can learn from. People think I'm joking when I tell them that you're the wisest person I know, but you're full of wisdom. So as people are listening to this, go ahead and digest what he's saying and listen to this, share it with somebody. Go and give this episode a five-star review. And as you do all that, also remember this. Have yourself a good evening.